Hey everybody, Maz here. Just want to introduce a new sponsor to the show, a clothing company based out of Thunder Bay, Ontario called 807 Empire. Co-founders Ian and Harley are both students at Lakehead University. Co-founder Ian is a personal friend of mine. I personally love the style of their clothing. My favorite is the pullover gray sweater with all the Great Lakes outlined on it. Take some time to check out their website, 807empire.ca and their Instagram page at 807empire. Thank you and enjoy the show. Episode 25, you didn't think we'd made it. We made it. We are fired up. This is a short episode. That's why we're fired up. We have an incredible interview. Sarah Johnson is the motherfucking best. I don't know if I said this is episode 25 yet. This is episode 25. We are fired up. All right. What a way to come in. I'm Drew Goche. I'm their host of a podcast with GOAT, co-host Anthony Maslin. What's going on? I feel like a fucking radio DJ that is really hyped up right now. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite on your level right now. No, I'll tell you right now you're not. Doc. I think you need to tone it down a little bit. I all right. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. No. You do you do you. It's all good. Um it's all good. Folks, we have an incredible fucking in uh episode for you today. We're gonna cover I don't know, what are we gonna cover? We got like everything going on. Lots of sports, a little bit of music. Mm-hmm. You, Maz's first time doing underrated overrated. Oh yes. So that's fucking hype. Uh-huh. We also, like I said in the beginning, we have this incredible, incredible interview from Sarah Johnson. Um, uh, yeah, super incredible. I actually really hope to have her on again. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, let's just jump into it. Are right. you got anything you want to say, Maz? Not really. Oh, dude, how about the next time an episode comes out? Yeah, not this one, the next one. Like, we'll be together. Yeah. Because it's fucking Montreal, baby. Are we? So are we doing one at your place? No. Oh no! When no. it comes out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It... Got you, got you, yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot that. I forgot we moved the days. That's okay. That's alright. Um, but we got running around to do, and I also think there is like quite a few people interested in like what's gonna happen in Montreal. So I think I'm gonna fucking like vlog it through the uh, a podcast with Goat Instagram. Oh god, that's a bad idea. And it's just gonna be stories on stories. Okay, actually, we can and, do that. And they're gonna, we're gonna walk through what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be pretty hype. It'll be fun. Oh, dude, you're gonna see all of us in the car. Fucking, uh, maybe I won't say that on fucking the internet. But um, you're gonna see all of us in the car having fun. You're gonna see us get to the hotel, eat and drink like we're fucking kings for a weekend. <laughs> cool pictures of Montreal, old town. Yeah, you'll probably see Spearsy with his hat around his eyeballs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see Gap. Uh... I guarantee there will be videos of me dancing in the club with my arms up for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm an um, arms down guy. Are you? I'm an arms up dude. Uh... <laughs> I always got to have my arms up. No, I'm so arms down, man. I, I guarantee my arms will be up. I guarantee there will be like 300 group pictures if for some reason you follow all of us on social media. I guarantee all of us post a picture that are going. Um, it's going to be lit. I'm hyped. This is going to be the best week of my life. Also, shout out to my fucking fiance, Jess. 
Um, dude, she just passed her NCLEX, which is huge. Like now she can legitimately work as a fucking nurse. Congratulations. And I'm so over the moon fired up for her. She's worked her ass off. Um, so we're going out for dinner tonight. So she, yeah, we're gonna have a hell of a celebration. So thank Jess, shout out to you for being fucking awesome and doing this. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, Jess. For putting up with me. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, no one no one can still believe that uh, you do that. So thank you. Um, <laughs> Maz, there's a fucking heat wave. Yeah, Japan is uh, getting really fucking hot because global warming and stuff. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> Five people died. Six Come pe- on. 600 people were hospitalized. Uh, the coastal town of Saroma topped 103 degrees. Sunday. Jeez. It's that's insane. Wild. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Wild. And apparently, yeah, it- what I've read is that the hotter it gets, there are these like, this is so unscientific. It's backed by <laughs> basically something I just heard. Who but, wrote this article? Um, <clears throat> this is, uh, I don't know, weather.com. <laughs> oh, this is a Drew and Maslin website. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ahead. no, but I've, I've actually seen this on a couple websites, though. Okay. And they, had, and they had a really bad heat wave last year, but this one's worse. So apparently, from what I understand, is like there are these clouds that stop it from getting too hot. But when the temperature gets too hot, these clouds disappear. So that, and then once. So it just gets hotter. Yeah. So then once these clouds disappear, it's going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. It's gonna be like it's gonna it's gonna be all over the planet. It's gonna be like ten degrees hotter. Whoa, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to? So okay, you're coming at me with this article. What can we do to fix it? <clears throat> um, probably don't drive. I don't know. No, I don't think it has anything to do with driving. I think it's just like like emissions and shit. Wouldn't that have to do with the sky? You know what, so dude? Many... I'm not gonna say anything. Like honestly, sometimes doing this podcast, I get so down just because the shit I take in my fucking DMs. There's so many um. Yeah, but that, I mean, what you can't help it, right? You just cause yeah, I know we're talking off the fly here, right? Like yeah, none of this, this is all you guys stage, want right? raw, you want real. So yeah. don't don't come yeah. at me when all of a no. sudden I'm throwing shit out there. Like I now realize Mount Everest isn't a nature trail. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to argue that with me today? No, I'm no longer going to argue. Okay, that. I still good. think I could do it. Boy. I just don't think that it's a nature trail anymore. I'll that, give you that. You probably do need to know how to climb. There's like. I was reading this article and it was like you should climb these five mountains before you go to Everest. Apparently, Everest. Okay, well, isn't, I'll do one out of the five and I'll be fine. Apparently, Everest isn't the hardest though, so you're right about that. It's not the hardest. It's but, Kilimanjaro. Uh, no, Kilimanjaro is actually easier. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Whoa. Apparently, but there's only one month of the year that you can actually climb Everest, and it's May. Because, oh, that's just like the best weather-wise. Yeah, it's like every other every other month is a death trap. Oh, really? I guess. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, pe- people go blind, eh, from climbing it from the uh, wind. Come on, mm-hmm. people go blind and then they get and then they they die because they go blind halfway halfway up. Apparently, going getting up to the mountain is like most people survive getting up to the mountain. It's going back down because. It takes about a couple weeks, right? It takes about a what? Month. Really? Yeah, it takes a couple weeks. See, this to do is it. my issue, dude. I thought it was maybe like a four day thing, up no, and no, down, no. two days. No, 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 no. It's a long time, and you have to, and you you only eat what you pack, right? Oh, so you got to carry like three weeks worth of food, P- pretty much. So you're drinking like fucking like you're eating like like Jello, pretty much. Shit. You're eating like canned shit, like canned soup. Can this can like that. A, you probably can't bring a donkey, eh? 
Like you probably can't have salt, like something to come with you to climb. Uh, Do you know what no, I don't think a donkey could 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 go handle the terrain. I don't think. But, All right, fuck. But that maybe. Sucks. Mm-hmm. And then, well, then maybe you got to worry about feeding the donkey too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Christ. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, it's it's not easy for sure. Nice. Okay, all right. So it's not a nature path. I still think I could do it with the proper training. Like three months and I could do Everest. But that, that, I also think that I could make the Olympics for what's the, when's the next Winter Olympics? I don't know. Nobody cares. I think I've said that on here. I think it's like fucking 2022. I could, ha- or maybe it's 2020 even. If it's 2020, I probably couldn't do it. But 2024, if I quit my job and focused, I could be a professional bobsledder. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude. That, what's the skill? I don't required? know. I actually have no idea. All I, I got to do is jump in a tube and head down a fucking ice path. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's. Do you more know what I mean? Like, I what do know. I have to do? I honestly don't even know. Is bobsledding even a thing anymore? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it is. Okay. I, like, yeah. And honestly, if I'm part of like the two man or the four man, all I really got to do is push and jump in. <laughs> Right? Someone else can steer the thing. I guess. I What's worst case Ontario? We flip upside down? Like I don't know. I honestly don't know. I wish I I should look more into it so I could have like facts and like No, dude, that's half the fun of this shit. The half the fun is you coming back to me on the next episode and telling me I'm a fucking momo for trying <laughs> to think I could be a fucking professional bobsledder. Like I think you just have to be fast. From what and I like, understand, from what I, like from the way you're explaining it, honestly I don't see I, I don't see Are why not. Are you agreeing with me on this? I, I don't see why not. Maz, like, <laughs> seriously, if I dedicated four years of my life, like, I did nothing but eat, train, and sleep bobsled. <laughs> yeah, but there's no money in it that. It sounds possible, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does, but there's yeah, no dude, money. Did I not just tell you Jessica's going to be a nurse? I'm already planning my fucking early retirement. I'm telling my <laughs> boss I'm going down to three days a week. Seriously? <laughs> Fuck, dog. <laughs> so ready. I, I'm going to be the fucking stay-at-home dad. I'm going to be Mr. Swift. I'm going to be fucking Mr. Clean all at the same time. I'm going to be cooking, whipping and flipping the yams, and I'm only working part-time three days a week. <laughs> Sitting on the couch with your bar- with a beer on your barrel? <laughs> no, no, no. Dude, don't say that on the podcast. Or she's going to not let me do it. Oh, I'm going to be busy cleaning. I'm going to be taking care of the lunches, making sure we have meal preps, like... Yeah, perfect. You'll come home to dinner, mate. Oh, yeah. oh, DJ, like lawn care? Some of the best lawn care ever. Hey, ask Chanel Dance. Next <laughs> time you see her, ask her how her backyard looked. I'm uh, sure it was fucking spotless. <laughs> I'll ask. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, you will. Um, okay. Take it easy, yeah. Killer. Yeah, all right. All right. I know. <laughs> I know. I call people on this podcast and I get like a shit DM the next day. Um, Tony Soprano's house is for sale. Yeah, yeah. And it's going for a fuck ton of money. Four point six mil, boom. Which I mean, I guess Bob that is drop. a lot. Uh, yeah, dude. Do you know what a down payment on that would be? <laughs> I don't know. Like Half a mil, hundred thousand. No, like oh. eight hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's it's probably it's probably it, no, it's more. It's like nine hundred and twelve or twenty or some shit. Hmm. So you need basically a million to put down on the house. It'd be so cool to go step in there, like uh it's okay. I think I'd rather buy like a castle from fucking Game of Thrones. I feel like I could get it for the same price. Hmm. I could Maybe. probably buy Winterfell for one point or four point six million. Um, and that'd be way cooler. Yeah, maybe, but right? it, w- it wouldn't be as practical. I'm hang on. You keep talking your shit about Tony Soprano. I'm gonna find a fucking reasonable castle to buy. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> I hope it's not changed. Is really what I hope because. Like be walking in there and seeing all the like the furniture the same, the walls the same, like everything would be cool, you know. 
I don't know. I just want to want to make it your own. I, I want to st- I want to walk down the driveway and get the paper. I think eight castles cool. you can buy around the world for less than a million dollars. See, I told you I could get a castle. Oh my god. And these are pretty legit too. Uh, oh man, almost this one's like half a million dollars in Scotland. Easy, no problem. They speak Ingri- uh, English there. English? So yeah, English. Um, you can get a, a castle in France for nine hundred fifty thou. Yeah, France. There's a lot of fucking castles over there. In a German, oh, oh, in an apartment in a castle. No, I'm good, chief. I want the I want the whole castle or nothing. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the cash, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh, that one doesn't have a roof. Okay, some of these I'm not gonna lie, they're kind of shitty. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> under. That's a castle for under a million dollars. But this you... first one's tight. You'd probably need a lot of dough to like cut the grass. You get a large piece of property with it. <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty tight castle. Yo, get it, son. Fucking well, Jess, when Jess has got a job. We're just gonna get a job. You're gonna fucking Jess, buy. It. Jess is a nurse now, so all of a sudden I'm gonna have a lot more money coming in. So fucking guess what, baby? Uncle Goat's buying a castle in Scotland. Whip and up. forget, like I'm I'm king in Scotland. We talked about this on the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, your ancestry thing. Twenty-three and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, wouldn't it be fitting for me to go back and rule my people with a castle? Yeah, do it. That'd I, be cool. You'd be king, Goat. Jess. Jess, I know you don't listen to these often, but I hope you listen to this one. And I also hope that you're going to allow me to buy this castle. (laughs) (laughs) How about this? If she doesn't listen, you can buy the castle. No, I'm not stupid. I know where my bread's buttered, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Good, yeah. Don't go against. No, no, no. I'm trying to to go down to (laughs) (laughs) part-time. Don't anger her. No, dude. I'm trying to work on this podcast more. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll have to do less work. You yeah. Can, you can do yeah, more. Yeah, I would be responsible for everything. All right. So yeah. <laughs> I found this article, which is kind of interesting. Lay it on me, And Chief. I learned a little bit about, about Braille. The end of Braille. Why fewer, why? Reader, why fewer people are no, reading by no the touch. blind anymore? No, it's just like everything's being replaced by, you know, like audio and voice, like voice technology and stuff, right? Uh, and that so, makes total sense. So, and it says here they did a study. So, in 1960, 58% of blind people were using Braille. Now, yeah. guess what percent it's down to now? Oh, I bet you something fuck like eight, ten percent. Oh, only, I was close. Only ten percent of of blind people understand Braille. Braille. I feel like it's like uh, something you should always have. Like, if I was blind, I think I'd I'd want to know it regardless. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd make the effort. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I would too. It's kind of cool. Like, I wonder how, like, I actually kind of want to learn it just to, I mean, it would be a lot of effort to learn it, but it'd be cool to like, like, because you just see bumps, right? It's like all, like, how does it? See bumps, dog, you're blind. I mean, you don't see bumps, but like when I look at it, when I look at it, I see bumps is what I meant to say. When I see Braille, it just looks like a bunch of bumps. So, like, I, I just wonder, like, is it individual letters or words or like? I, I no, it's letters. I think every letter is a is its own m- amount of bumps. Okay. Okay. If you normally, if you go to a hotel, it's up under your room number. Yeah, I've seen it at like places before, mm-hmm. but not often. Hey, um, I'm throwing a little curveball into your episode here, Chief. Do you want to hear of a fucking news story that would probably take place if, like, me and all of our friends ran a high school? Yes. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. 
This shit's fucking making me howl. A Louisiana principal was arrested in a DC strip club during a school field trip. Nice. <laughs> he nice. then resigned like a day later. He just said fuck it and quit. <laughs> so he like trailed off and like went to a strip club? Well, yeah, dude. Nice. He just strolled into a strip club. <laughs> that's fucking that's ballsy, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, I would understand if the students got caught in the strip club because uh, Luca Letizia and I, um, we got into some wild shit when we were in Europe together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Marnie. Um, but uh, so, like, I, but the, yo, you imagine, like, you find the principal in the titty bar? Yeah. Who do you think would get in more trouble? Here's, the, here's my thing. Let's say two, a group of students went into the strip club. And they see the principal sitting there. Yeah, that'd be so weird. Who who gets in more trouble? Uh, gotta be they, gotta be the principal. Well, the principal would probably be just like, all right, let's keep this on the DL. Yeah, you don't get in trouble. I don't get in trouble. One of our teachers, I don't want to out them. One of our teachers has been known to frequent strip clubs. Hey, you know what? That's fine. I think it is. Let the, too, let the man live. Let the man. I live. agree. I agree. But as a principal on a school field trip, you probably should. Yeah, you should probably be looking after the children or whatever the fuck you're doing. And Gop, I hear you're. I hope you're listening to this. Just get ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is it confirmed? I don't know. I I actually don't know if we're going Gap, so don't worry about it. Um, Maz, what's this with the iTunes store? Like, I don't explain. I don't know what's going on, so you're gonna have to explain so, this shit. So to they're me. basically trying to get away from. It's, they're cleared out their Facebook and their Instagram, so they have like no posts or anything anymore. They're basically but just what, try- why? What's going on? Because they're not gonna. They're just getting rid of iTunes, like the iTunes Store, from what I understand. And oh, so it's just gonna be Apple Music. It's gonna be Apple. They're gonna separate it: Apple Music, Apple TV, and Apple Podcasts. Apparently, so this kind of does affect us because we we put our stuff up on I, iTunes, right? Or podcasts or. Uh, Apple Podcasts. I think it goes into Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I think you can find us on iTunes, but we don't charge. No, no, no. Right? Like, uh-huh. we don't have, like, a subscription or whatever. So but, I'm, I think our shit does go to iTunes, yes, but it most likely goes to Apple Podcasts, too. Mm-hmm. But no one's using iTunes. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. Not, nobody's buying individual songs anymore or albums or, you know and what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's yeah. not like you need, like, before when you were a kid, like, you'd use iTunes to like to put the music on your phone mm-hmm. you don't need that anymore so i i i can't kind of can't believe this wasn't done sooner yeah this is yeah this was just a dying thing like they were yeah. they weren't making any money off of this before. no what what shocked me was that itunes only started in 2003 i really? feel like it's been around for forever but oh see but, I, feel, but I, I feel like 2003 I, like... I was fucking what eight so okay yeah. so it's been around for you're most in, of my life you're in grade three yeah uh yeah no yeah, no, that's how, that's how it works, right? No, two. No, because we, we graduated in 2013. Yeah, but when we started grade 12, it was Oh, I got you. It was 2012. Yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah. So it depends on what month, technically. Right. That's how I always remember it, though. Like, So, like, when, the year we were born, 2001, grade 1, 2002, grade 2, 2003, grade 3. Yeah, because when we... How, yeah, I, I was that it. kid in high school that had... Uh, not high school, elementary school. My grade 8 grad, I had 09 carved into the back of my head. Because that used to be the thing to do. The cool uh, thing to do. Yeah. Maz, you sent me this article, and I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't read it because that would just make too much sense for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I ha- I bought this Fitbit. I think you bought something similar. I did. I bought, like, one of those cheap Amazon ones. Yeah. Bruh, so are you telling me I don't have to get 10,000 steps a day? So, 
So the ten thousand steps a day thing was a was a marketing uh, campaign from Japan that was used to sell pedometers, and it was it wasn't. I don't know. Like my watch? It's got to be. Let's find out what a pedometer is. Let's find out. Yeah, it's just like a watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so a, how, oh, it's it, 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 a pedometer is a step as a step counter. That's what okay. So how many steps do I need? It's not about how many. Okay, so for basically from what this says is, it doesn't matter how many steps you have. The important thing is, is an hour and a half physical activity. I think 150 minutes of moderate intensity. That's more than an hour and a half. Yeah. So 150. Sorry, 150 minutes. Of like two weekly. hours is 120. Yeah, yeah. So 150 minutes of weekly moderate intense exercise. Oh, weekly. Yeah, okay. a week. So like three hours a week. Yeah. So you uh, could. I you, got that shit. You could be doing 10,000 steps, but you, if you're just fucking lazily walking around all day, it doesn't really matter. So, and sometimes right? I do that to get my 10,000 steps, like dead ass at work. If I'm like, there's not really much going on, and I'm just kind of sitting there, like I'll just walk around like the chapel. Mm. But like I'm just half assing it just to fucking get steps and kill time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. So yeah. I got it. I got to be working up a bit of a sweat. Yeah. So they acknowledge that step counts <clears throat> fewer than ten thousand per day have the potential to contribute toward a, a reduction in disease risk. So I got to get more than ten thousand to not get cancer. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to dumb it down. <laughs> it says here that uh, set your goal to a minimum of two thousand steps or greater. What? Yeah. Dude, even when I'm not trying, I break 2,000. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Yeah, so you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, my dog. Yeah. But it's it's all, it's all about it's all about the intensity of which you're... Right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, for some reason, I have a hard time buying it, but it is what it is. Um, uh, uh, here's an absolute shocker to people who listen to this podcast regularly. We uh, Supposedly, we were wrong. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> the recent sky penis occurrence was supposedly an accident. Um, so Luke Air Force Base in the States has now released a statement saying that the sky penis was not on purpose. How could it be an accident? I'm, I'm going to read. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, what I heard. That they conducted a standard flight training maneuver that resulted in those contrails. Yeah, but there's. Okay. But that doesn't explain the audio between the two pilots. Doc, I understand, but they're saying that this is what a hundred percent impacts. Okay, so this is like, I'm just trying to save their ass. Or ass is this, dude? Yeah, uh, like the audio comes out where Buddy's like, "Hey, let me add some nuts to it," right? Like, yeah, he's like, "Oh, the dicks, the bottles are a little lopsided. Let me go back fix that." Yeah, like okay. Yeah, right. they're just trying to like they're just trying to make it like so they don't get in trouble, I guess, right? They take us for suckers, is what it is. Yeah, what do you think? We're stupid. Suckers. Yeah, I have. We got. We got good energy this episode. Let's fucking keep this shit rolling. So we're gonna move on to the next thing, or no? Let's maybe get into some music. Or tell me. Tell me about your fucking big concert experience. Oh, okay. Why? What you got? No, no, no. I was. We'll do over it under. Oh, let's. Yeah, yeah. Let's fuck. Let's do under over shit. Now that I'm not doing it, I obviously don't think about it. So please. So I have a hu- I have a huge list that I made over the course of a week of the week. <clears throat> okay, we're doing five at a time, right? Okay, we'll do five at a time. Yeah. So the first one is going to be probably the most contentious. Okay. Um. So my first one is steak. Ooh. Ah, uh, it's 
It's overrated. Me too. I think it's fucking overrated. I don't even like it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't, it doesn't taste good to me. It tastes all right. It doesn't, yeah, taste, okay. doesn't taste great. Okay. No, I like it. I do. I really do. Like, I think steak's really good. Um, but, like, for the cost and all that shit, like, you could eat meat that are meats that are just as good. Mm-hmm. And pay way less. And I, and I feel like people are all like pretentious about it. Like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like, my ooh, steak. I a steak. Yes. It's delicious. Yeah, bitch. But I could have a pork chop and fucking do just as fine. Or a burger or something, you know? I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, all right. Like, so, I get, okay. I, I get more excited for like, I get more excited for like a burger than like a steak, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just me. That's just me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, So we'll do the next one here. Um, Shuffleboard. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Dog, you ever played shuffleboard? Yeah, it's fun as hell. Okay, well, I haven't, so I'm going overrated. What? You've never played shuffleboard? No, dude. So what, you're telling where me. the fuck would I play it? So you're so you're telling me. <laughs> so you're telling me that you never yeah. went to lunch at the city tavern. Yeah. What? Yeah. They have a shuffleboard thing there. Dude, that's not that's like bar thing. That the shuffleboard is uh, like played on the floor when you're a senior. No, it's uh it could be on the table. Like tabletop okay. shuffleboard is what I'm okay. talking about. All right. Okay, all right. Tabletop shuffleboard is by far underrated and a great bar game. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, you put the you put the salt on the table. Sand. Sand, the sand or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, fire. I'll give you that. Over, underrated. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, underrated. Underrated. All right. Sunscreen underrated i need that shit i'm pale as fuck i'm overrated I, it's overrated i don't use it at all <laughs> it's bad no no no. it's bad but i don't i i always forget or just and this it. episode is sponsored by skincare yeah uh because maslin is gonna fucking end up with skin cancer if this guy doesn't fucking start using sunscreen i always just Dog, a, you need to young hey first off someone slid into my dm saying that you need to fucking exfoliate that you need to pull you need to fucking get that shit going in your skincare routine so i'll show I, you how I to told do you that i did you said no. What? Well, what don't you? No, no I moisturize. Said, I don't, don't moisturize. moisturize. Yeah. yeah, you need to moisturize. I'm gonna hook you up. I All got right, a little we'll, gift for you. Well, send me a link or whatever, and I'll buy. I got it. you. No, no, I got you. Oh, oh, you got me, eh? I got you a little moisturizer. All right, okay, okay. Um, what? What the fuck was your question? What were we talking about? Sunscreen. Sunscreen, dude. You need to figure that shit out. Cause yeah. like, I put a little bit on my shoulders. Skin cancer is no joke. Whatever. It's gonna get me. It's gonna get me. <laughs> oh God! I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> now it's gonna get me. Fuck. When you when it does get you, I'm gonna fucking pull this episode out actually, and do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually real paranoid about it actually. Because well, then fucking wear sunscreen, you muppet. I will. I will. From now okay. on, this day in. All right. From fucking what is this? June second. <laughs> so this is my third one. So uh, diet drinks. Overrated. I've never been a fan of diet anything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Look I like at me. I like. Di- I honestly like diet Pepsi, man. That's my shit. Jess's family is all into like Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi too, but I kind of can't stand it. Like it's not for me. And content, I think it tastes better than regular pop. Jess, again, Jess's family does too, but really? not in the not in the Goche house. Like I don't even drink it as like a healthy thing. I drink it like because it's, it's not. Like it's it. not. Yeah, I drink I it actually because I, I like it. It's good. Yeah. No, the only thing I really like that's got like that's kind of healthy pop, I guess, is a Fresca. I love Frescas. Oh, frescoes are so dead. And that's like diet or whatever. Like that's got fucking aspartame through the ass. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But anyways, I um, uh, it's, it's overrated, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying underrated. Uh, jewelry. 
in general, like wearing jewelry? I wear jewelry. I wear two pieces of jewelry at least every day, so underrated. Mm-hmm. I like always have I always have my chain on and I always wear my watch. Okay, okay. So it's like it's a fucking Fitbit watch. Like I'm not. It's not a Rolly or nothing. I'm talking about like, and I'm also talking like so like, I'm talking about that aspect of it. But I'm talking about too like when like people like flex their jewelry, like big chains stuff like that. Like, do you think that stuff looks good? Like I like with I, an like, outfit pers- paired. Like personally, no. But I'm sure if I had the money to have a Cuban link diamond choker, I'd wear it. Yeah, like you'd have like a huge like. You know, yeah, Bart, Bart Simpson think, chain or something. Think of me. No, not Bart Simpson, not Gucci <laughs> Mane. But dude, think of me. Like, but like, just picture it for a second. If I all of a sudden had a million dollars to fucking blow, you think I'm not walking out with a fucking chain? That's true. Like, probably. you know, you know me very well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably have one for sure. Yes, of course I would. I'm trying to look at them now, just because Jess is a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, this is this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> You gotta live within your means, my guy. I know. I'm just fucking around. around. <laughs> I got a wedding to pay for before I can spend anything stupid. Fucking goat's gonna be homeless in four days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking walk. I'm gonna go to Fort Erie. You're gonna be in living four in four days. A... We're gonna be in Montreal, so I might be homeless. Yeah, I'm gonna come back. You're gonna come back from Montreal. You're gonna live in a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be something stupid like a fucking Corvette. <laughs> Bought it and it fucking made me go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, just to touch on something, because wait, that was it, right? I think that was yeah, that was five. Okay, just to touch on um, responses from our Ask Reddit. So I posted that was it a hamster or gerbil question on the Instagram. Remember the one I asked you, Maz? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we had some pretty unique answers, um, and like. I don't, yeah, they're pretty good. So let's run through them. Flamethrower. That was probably the number one answer. Oh, that's probably the best one. Um, that's probably a, the best one. A bucket and a net was one. <laughs> um, carrots was another. Carrots? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to work. A sledgehammer. Oh, God. <laughs> a vacuum. I thought a vacuum was kind of good. Uh, um, a wrench. <laughs> This one was my favorite answer. A weed whacker. Oh, uh, I guess, yeah. A machete, uh, and uh, your brother came in kind of clutch with a, a mace. A mace. <laughs> you know those like people yeah, yeah. like, like, oh, with spikes? Like a flail? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good answer. So weed whacker and mace were my one and two. <laughs> my brother's so, funny, man. Yeah, he's fucking, the guy's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, well, so why don't you tell me now about your concert experience? Oh, it was, it was super fun. So, uh, pardon? Who'd you go see? I saw the Honest Heart Collective. They're like a Thunder Bay band, but they're, they're actually big in Thunder Bay. I'd actually check, um, I'd recommend. Like this podcast is big in Fort Erie or no? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> not, not really, not really similar, but no, they're like, they're like on magazines and stuff here. And like, really? Yeah. Like they're in the paper all the time. They're, they're, uh, they have the. They paired up with like this hot sauce company up here, and they have like their own special label, like their limited edition label. And, like, That's tight. Yeah, uh, they have a bunch of other stuff. Like, there's like a prime gelato place up here, and they have, um, you know, they partnered up with them, and you know, they're they're big up here. Like a lot of people like them up here, and uh, when they do shows here, it's insane. Um, they're, I would recommend anyone check them out on Spotify because they're they're so. Is it like Arkell style music? It's like, um, have you ever heard like the band like Rise Against kind of? Oh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of yeah. Uh, it's 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 playing that line of like being like alternative rock and like regular rock. 
I don't okay. know. I don't right. know how to okay, explain. No, I get what you're saying. It's kind of its own sound. A less intense Alexis on fire. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I got. You. I would say I got you. yeah. But no, no, don't seriously check them out, man, because they're good. Okay. I'll send, I got you. I'll send you some like some of their hits and stuff. Um. Yeah, rad. Then uh, there's there's three songs that were added to the playlist this week. Or do you got more concert shit? No, I was just gonna say the show was awesome. They did like a they had really cool like a light show, like a real cool like, oh, light light setup, and it was hype. That was of fun. And I know the guy. I know the lead singer. Oh, I don't know him, but I had multiple occasions. Like they work at the this bar that uh, I go to all the time. Here. Oh yeah. And uh, the drummer and the lead singer work there. And every time I every time I pop in, I talk to them, and they're they're super nice guys. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Then everyone should go support them. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Three three new songs were added to the playlist this week. Stick by my side. We mentioned it last episode, but it finally was available on Spotify, so it got added to the playlist. Also, "Break My Leg," a new single by to- "Broke Leg," sorry, by Tory Lanez featuring Quavo and Tyga. Songs kind of like an ass shaking club song. Fire, fire. And then Maslin had a hard on for this last one. It's <laughs> "Love Through the Computer." I don't know if with- I had a hard on about it, but uh, like- you liked it uh, the- uh, with Gucci Mane and Justin Bieber. Gucci Mane. I didn't even hear Justin Bieber in it. Yeah, Bieber's in it. Doug. I, haven't, sings I, haven't, I haven't listened to it fully. Oh my god! I well, you were playing it, and I was like, "Oh, it's all right. Send that to me, uh, so I can listen to it on a later date." All right. Well, it's on the playlist, so if you don't like it, we'll take it off. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I fucking hope you do. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about some sports. Uh, Anthony, like box. Okay, the boxing world kind of got flipped on its head, and I I don't think a lot of people um, that listen to the podcast listen to this for my fucking sports breakdowns, but. Um, I'm a big combat sports fan, so I like MMA, boxing, um, kickboxing, Muay Thai, whatever. But um, one of the there's three major heavyweights in boxing right now. There's Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, and Deontay Wilder. Um, but they they might like I know it's funny boxing's weird with how they set up fights. So you don't always like the three best guys might not fight each other, even though Fury and Deontay Wilder have. So doesn't matter. But Anthony Joshua kind of looks like he's getting set up to fight a fucking sacrificial lamb and like <laughs> let me put it in like, no he did dude let me put it into context like anthony joshua is like six four and like 230 and like a t- like he looks like adonis okay like this man is shredded and then he's fighting a guy built like me who's probably 510 and 230 okay <laughs> and like when i say built like me like dude has like there is body fat and not one trace of an ab anywhere near this man okay um and he slept him in the seventh round so this guy's repping for dad bods everywhere he he literally slept one of the top heavyweights in the world and he now put himself into that um contention i do think anthony joshua will get a rematch just because like that's what boxing fans would like probably like to see um, but shout out to his last name is Ruiz. Fuck, I don't even know his first name. It's Anthony, I think. Anthony, yeah, Anthony Ruiz. Um, dude's a fucking things. killer. The, the destroyer, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Andy underscore destroyer thirteen on Instagram. Dude's got an absolute barrel. Repping for dad bods everywhere and slept the champ. It also <laughs> proved further proved my point that you never have to work out core. So that's just the end of that. <laughs> uh Fucking shout out to the Raptors. Game two is tonight, and I'm going to need you to be with the boys and Jess, and we're going to be watching this fucking game together. And I am pumped, okay? I, I had a feeling that Golden State was going to take game two, and if I was a betting man, 
which clearly I you probably are. I probably would have put money on Golden State. I've had a change of heart today. I have this feeling that the Raps are going to go up 2-0. No, me too. I I I honestly think they're going to win this series. Uh, hey, don't change your bet now. Boss. I know. I'm not going to change my bet, but um, I, after seeing that first game, I was like I, I don't know. Now, I do think Golden I do think this next game is going to be closer. I like this game I, like could go into some weird ass overtime or will be determined by like three points, I think. That's my feeling, but I think Kawhi comes out better than ever and not to mention there's no Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is will not be in the lineup for game two. That is huge. Yeah. That is huge, Buffalo. Huge. Okay. You, know what we should, you know what we should do one of these days? What? Is like do the podcast after the game and like pretend like we're doing it before and just predict everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll look like gods, man. We'll be like, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling Kawhi's going to get 29 points. Yeah, yeah. Like the like score's going to be like 118 to 102 or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just awesome. completely fuck him. Yeah. Um, Drake has not changed his bullshit, and I'm 100% for it. You f- g- fucking, you go, Drake. I'm juiced up that you're not changing your antics. I think this helps. I really do. As much as I think it's kind of embarrassing, I also think this kind of helps. Um so shout out to Drizzy Drake for stro- uh, trolling, not strolling, trolling Steph Curry with his uh, dad's jersey. He wore Steph's dad's jersey. He used to play for the Raptors. Hilarious. Good for you, Drake. I read that that was like a real hard uh, for him to find. Yeah, dude. He had to go to like he had to he had someone drive it like eight hours. Jesus. Like, and he bought it for like five grand. <laughs> That's wild. That's that's what that's the definition of fuck you money. Yeah, it is. It actually you know is. I mean, that no, is straight up. the legitimate difference of fuck you money. Yeah. So shout out to Drake. Yeah. Um, what else we got on here? Oh, you want to talk a little bit about Liverpool? Uh, the, it was yeah, they won the Champions League. It was a shitty game, but the road that led up to the Champions League were good games. Like the semifinal games were way better. Your favorite team, Tottenham, lost. So you must know, you must rough. be you I must was, be gutted. I was crushed. I was crushed. Okay? <laughs> Go Spurs. Oh. I was crying at home in my jersey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I kind of want to talk about was how lit the party looked. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. That party looks so no, lit. No, they get, they get fucking wild in Europe with soccer That's, shit. That, yeah. that looks be- like as big as a Super Bowl party or bigger. Yeah, and the cool thing about like soccer fans is they do chants where like, everyone's on par. Like They don't do that really in American sports where right. everyone is singing the same thing and, it, like, and the stadium just like... You know what I mean? You get it's it's huge and so loud and it's tight as shit. Yeah, and like all the fans are so coordinated. It's 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 crazy. And these these chants have been in, you know they've been doing them for years. Yeah, there's history behind them. Yeah, absolutely. I 100 yeah. percent understand. It's kind of a cool. It's it's kind of a cool thing. Oh, I yes, it is. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I had someone fucking DM me a theory, and I think they'd probably be okay for me to share it on this podcast. It's a basketball theory, um, and I know we don't cover too too much basketball, but it's about the Raptors. So I thought it's probably worth it. Uh, where there it is, dude. You want to hear this theory? Yes. Okay. He thinks that Kawhi is staying in Toronto, and Toronto is going to go after and sign Clay Thompson from Golden State. Yeah. There's been rumors, I guess, going around kind of low key that Clay love, loves the city of Toronto, and uh, is probably is like maybe going to be in talks with the Raptors. You imagine a Raptors team with Kyle Lowry, Marc Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, and Clay Thompson? Yeah, that'd be wild. 
Do you, I think that's do a you pipe smell dream. that? That's a pipe dream. Do you smell that, Maz? What? It smells like another championship. <laughs> another. It sounds like a fucking dynasty. We gotta lock this one down. No, no, we've already done it. I, I oh. look. I've I've said it eight episodes ago. The Raps are winning. I'm I'm not changing my mind. It's Raps and six. Okay. Raps and six. It's Raps and six. And it honestly could be in five. I I'm just being generous and giving a game. Um. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I. Yeah. I It'd be, that'd be a fuck. That'd be you're right. It probably is a pipe dream, but what an incredible thing it would be! It would be cool for Toronto um, sports. One thing I I want to talk. Sorry, one more thing. They still need to give Demar Derozan a statue. Why? I, I think because Toronto is is now grown into a basketball um, city. It is as much as it's a hockey city. It's I would think equally on par with basketball. Yeah, like the the turnout to these Raptors games are probably just as nuts as it has been for the Leafs playoffs, if not way more. Mm-hmm. So we have statues of fucking hockey players. Why why don't we have any in front of the fucking uh, Scotiabank Center of basketball players? I don't know. I think Vis- Vince Carter gets one, and I think Demar Derozan gets one. And I don't want to forget about Demar Derozan. Like that that man tried for how many years to get the Raptors to where they are now? It's not his fault he got traded. So. I think VC gets one, and I think DeMar DeRozan, and that's that's my spiel. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you didn't talk about the Bruins. Did you see that blowout last night? Uh, did I ever? I watched the first period, and then I watched, like, most of the second, and then I was like, oh, this game's in hand, and I went to bed. Yeah, I was like 4 nothing or something. Yeah. I was 5 when I, when I, think I was, was 5-1 when I went to bed. Okay. Yeah, I was like so, 4 It was 4 nothing when I stopped watching. Yeah. Like, what a fucking game for the Bruins to beat the brakes off them. Like, you go into St. Louis and you beat the fuck out of them? Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, Biddington th- looked rattled, too, which we've never really seen. They're taking this serious, for sure. Uh, my my opinion is that uh, St. Louis wins the next game, but then Boston wins out, so it's still Boston at six. But I do think St. Louis wins the next game. Okay. I don't think you can get embarrassed at home like that and not win. Agreed. Like, like, dude, that's literally embarrassing. In the first period, it's at the end of the first period, it's three nothing, and they have to start the fourth with a with a power play. That would like, suck fuck, so. That come would, on. That would suck so much to be a Blues fan. Like go, yeah. on, like spending all that money on a ticket, and then get watching your uh, team get shit canned. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would be terrible. The fuck out of here. That's garbage. Have you? Has that ever? So I'm gonna ask you a personal experience. Have you ever done that? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been to like a sports team that you like to go see a sports team that you love and they lost? No, I've been to sports games where it's been blowouts, but like any like for me, like my big sport is football, and I've seen Green Bay play in Buffalo like three times, and they've I don't think they've ever lost. Yeah, well, clearly not at Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I've never been to a game and had my team get blown sideways. No, I mean, me either. Me either. I've been to a yeah. tons of TFC games, and I've actually never seen them lose. That's I've only, I've only, yeah, no, I've only seen them tie. I've been to probably about seven. Oh, yeah. That's a uh, good amount. Which is oh, not that's, that's that's much. That's a pretty but, good record. Yeah. If I lived in Toronto, I'd have season tickets for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But are they expensive? I think they're like, if you get like a shitty seat, you can get like probably $700. Oh, wow. For how many games? The whole season. All the home games. No? How many home? Okay. But I'm asking how many home games. Uh, oh, fuck. How do you put me on the spot there? I forget. 
Like 20? There's like, yeah, I think there's like 20. That's that's a lot. That's worth it, in my opinion. I forget how the MLS works with games. What kind of sports fan am I? Yeah, you're fucking horrible. <laughs> but anyways. All right. All right. Are we done? I think we're done. That was a good episode. We had great energy. Yeah. Fuck, I kind of wish that this episode was just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't at the same time because Sarah gives us an incredible interview. Yeah, true. So um, shout out to Sarah Johnson. Um, like seriously, fucking incredible interview. Um, I, I love doing it. When you guys hear it, I think I'll get the same response as Sam. Like I'll get the message where it's like, hey, I want like, like that was incredible. We want more of that. Mm. Um, also, I think <laughs> I might be speaking a little out of turn, but uh, I think for next episode, we might have a quantum, a quantum mechanics researcher who just got accepted to Harvard for an interview. Holy fuck. It's kind of intense, eh? Is it someone we know? It is. <laughs> You're not going to spoil it? <laughs> I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, you know who it is. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't even know what quantum mechanics is, so I'm not even sure what questions we're going to fucking ask him. But uh, I guess sure. that could be our first question. What the fuck's quantum mechanics? Yeah, there it is right there. Put it down and in he, layman terms. Yeah, for real. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Please, please enjoy that interview with Sarah. It really is, really is incredible. Um, and it's bought, like started a friendship between her and I. We've been texting a bunch, and she's an incredible woman. Um, so shout out to Sarah. Thank you for listening, and have a good one. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, Maz here. Hope you enjoyed the show. Here's a special podcast with Goat interview. Welcome to another interview of a podcast with Goat. Um, I'm Drew Goche. I'm going to be interviewing a longtime friend. Um, she has, well, first off, she was our student council president. She, <laughs> <laughs> she is. Of the, course, that was how you just did my intro. <laughs> yes, of, well, I got to give them all your accolades, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, she is. She went to York University and is an incredible professional dancer and has done lots of amazing things with dance. Um, and I, I thought this would be a really neat interview and we could kind of get an inside look as to um, what the career of a professional dancer is. So welcome, Sarah Johnson. Sarah. Hey, girl. hey everybody. Um, first off, it was really we just like actually skyped with with video, and it was so nice to see you because it hasn't been since like high school graduation. I swear, no, we've seen each other since then, but you think so? never. Oh, Maybe. I I have a very distinct memory of being at a dinner at Chuck's Roadhouse. Oh my god, there. that was after high school. That was after high school. Yes, I was in university. I was home visiting. I was home visiting Anthony actually. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Can so. Maslin and Sarah have a bit of a past history, but we'll there, leave there is a history we'll, there. But we will leave it in the past. Um, this is my interview. Yes, we're not talking about Anthony. Sorry, uh, Anthony. <laughs> though it is kind of funny. It um, is honestly when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna want to talk about that." I'm like, "Fuck no, no, <laughs> no, no I don't want to talk about Maslin. This is about you and how you can promote yourself, and we can learn all about." Um, like, like, what do you call? Like, what do you say you do? Do you tell people you're a professional dancer? Yeah, I tell people I'm a professional dancer, or like that I dance professionally. Okay, I can make you get sure looks? that I'm. Yeah, I make sure I'm clear in how I say it because when I first started uh, dancing professionally in Toronto, the first question people are like, "Oh, obviously a stripper," and they wanted to know about that. So, like, I kind of started figuring out how you have to present it to people so they don't just assume 
that it's like sex work. There's nothing wrong with people who do dance or engage in sex work. I just wanted people to understand that like I went to post secondary school for this and I'm like a highly trained dancer. So I kind of, it took me a while to figure that out. Cause I was like, why does everyone think I'm a stripper? And like, I couldn't figure it out, but it's just, it's really the way you present it, honestly. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I totally understand that. And what really made it hit home for me was when you had that old Instagram account and mm-hmm. the Instagram account's name was not that kind of dancer. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like I would never think that you'd have to differentiate. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It was, it was honestly quite a problem. Like, well, not, I wouldn't say problem. I should rephrase that. Like I have a tough skin, so that didn't really phase me, but it would really bother people that I was with. And I remember the first time I came home to visit my mom at Thanksgiving. My mom still lives in Fort Erie. I'm living in Toronto. So I was coming home to visit her and I was jokingly saying something to her. I'm like, oh yeah. And then they just assume I'm a stripper. And she looked like she saw a ghost. Like, I think I broke my mom's heart that day when she oh thought, when she found out people thought I was a stripper, but yeah, people would always assume that whenever I'd meet people and my friends would introduce me first time like oh this is Sarah she's a stripper and they'd be like how much for a dance or like or like what and I'm like what how is that and people who knew me in high school like I don't think that that would ever be your first impression when you say hi to me like so I was so taken aback like some of my friends used to call me Saint Sarah in high school so I moved to Toronto and everyone assumes I'm a stripper it was such a learning curve well yes I like if I if someone told me Sarah Johnson was a stripper, I'd tell them that they either have the wrong person, <laughs> or, and, or and that I just didn't believe them. Yeah, it's um, a lie. not that there's anything wrong with being a stripper. Oh, I, honestly, there is nothing. No, wrong. I have I have friends who do it. They yeah. make excellent money. They're super talented dancers. I say all the power to them. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, no. And Maz and I talked about this on the podcast. I I 100 percent think sex work should be legalized. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with it. Um, so that's, it's all good. Yeah. We're sex, actually, work, we're actually, sex work is real work. You got to say that. Sex for work real. is real work. Hashtag sex work is real work. For real. I'm also working, um, on getting a sex worker on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah, that. For real. Um, okay. So let's kind of jump into it. Sure. When did you realize that dance could be a career? Because it's not something like when people, okay, this is probably wrong. Like I'm sure there are little girls that grow up wanting to be a dancer, but for mm-hmm. most people, that probably doesn't work out. So when did you like? Did it click to you that like, oh no, I can do this as a as a profession? It, honestly, it took me a while. I think it first first kind of hit me. I kept continuing with dance because there was never a time when I was like, okay, I'd be okay finishing here, or I'm ready to move on to something new. There was never that time. And I actually remember being at Lakeshore. Like I remember the exact conversation I had with Kylie Sertel, still one of my best friends in the world, and I was just like, I'm not ready to just finish like this can't be my last year of dancing like most people finish dancing just like any recreational activity you do like after school sports when you graduate high school and I was just I'm like I'm not ready to be done this like I can't imagine my days without this and I was totally one of those little girls like if you look back in books my mom kept it's like I wanted to be a ballerina FedEx worker that was (laughs) that was my dream job and it like it changed over time when I wanted to do like Um, really academic work like I wanted to be a teacher or I wanted to be a doctor and there was different things I wanted to do but I just I kind of came back to it just because it's been such a constant in my life and I really didn't know if it could work as a career I just knew that it was something I need to keep doing in some capacity and I've just I've 
worked hard and I've been really lucky that it's been able to support me for the past few years. Well, it is incredible and it's incredible to to have to know you and to know that you've been passionate about this for basically your whole life. Oh, thanks. And it's so cool. Like this is the whole reason we're doing this podcast and these interviews. We're interviewing people that we know that have done extraordinary and amazing things um or continue to do them and we want to learn more about them so that's totally why i thought you know what sarah would be absolutely perfect oh thank you um okay so you finish up your technically what should have been or for most people your dance career so your mm -hmm. end of high school yeah and then you go to york yeah, 17, so, 18. so yes. why york um why York? There was a couple reasons. There's not a lot. Well, I wanted to go to university. First and foremost, I knew I wanted to go to university. I wanted to get a university degree. Um, I love school. If you knew me in high school, I was a keener. I loved school. <laughs> I still love school. Like I miss school. So I knew I wanted to like continue my academic learning. And there is very few programs in Canada where you can get a, a bachelor's degree in dance some of them you can you can do fine arts ones there's a lot of college programs but the college programs weren't really specific to what i wanted um it was audition based so that was a big part of getting into the program obviously there was like prerequisite courses but i swear to god for york it was like you needed a 55 in english and <laughs> to walk in the door but then the audition the audition was the the hardcore part but uh it really came down to York's program for me because York University's dance program, you can specialize it in different ways. So it's there. It How do I explain this? Um, you can do it as a, a Bachelor of Arts or a Bachelor of Fine Arts. And then from there, you Whoa. can do different streams. So you can do dance sciences. You can do... So dance sciences would be studying things like physio and kinesiology. So you could go into um, like sports medicine kind of idea. Whoa. You could do dance education. So people who do dance education, teach. it's literally learning how to teach. So it's oh, a lot whoa. of pedagogy based. So it's studying how to teach properly. It's not just, oh, I know how to do this move. Let me show you. Like there's so much more to it. And people who do that oftentimes teach at fine arts schools. They can be high school teachers. Then there was the performance side of it. So you could branch into a choreography and performance career or sorry, choreography and performance degree at York. And then the final one wasn't super popular, but I think it was along the lines of like tech and um like those sort of things. So learning like about videography and lighting design and stuff like that. So I just love that there were so many options there and it felt like I was dancing, but I was also getting other skill sets. That's incredible. I would have never thought, and I don't, this is probably just me being naive to it all and not being in the dance world, but I would have never thought that it would be able to branch off into so many things. That's kind of incredible. I honestly, I really didn't either. And the first year at York, you don't really have to branch. It's just like a First year is pretty much the same for everyone. But by second year, I think it was, it's a four-year Bachelor of Fine Arts program. But by second year, you have to declare your stream and that's when it starts changing. So you get a taste for all of those classes in first year. Like you do a bit of anatomy, you do like lighting design, you do choreography classes. And then from there, you have to decide right away. And it's hard. Like it's hard to switch between streams. So it was a lot of pressure deciding right away. So what did you choose? I chose dance education because when I went to York, I was actually in the con ed program. So I was doing um, my con ed uh, work as well as my dance degree. And I lasted one year in con ed. <laughs> I realized, shout out to all the teachers out there. I realized it was not right for me, maybe one day. But I was like, I am I'm 
passionate about teaching and teaching dance and maybe I'd be a wonderful teacher or maybe I'd be a horrible teacher but I wasn't ready to explore that right now it's still the same thing where I'm like I can't imagine my life without dance I don't think I want to be in a school setting nine months there however long it is you know I was like I want to be in a studio I want to be working with dancers that's so tight um, so it was a lot of hard decisions very young because when well, I went to university I was still 17 right I was I have a late oh yeah, birthday you, are you like a December baby or November? I'm a December I'm yeah. a December baby. So as embarrassing as this is, Kylie and I went to university together. We both went to York's dance program. When we got there, like for our frosh week, we had like different events you could go to. And because I was like off campus events and because I was still 17, I couldn't go without a legal guardian signing paperwork for me. So oh, Kylie man. had to be my legal guardian. Kylie was my legal guardian until I turned 18. Well, hey, that's a pretty cool legal guardian. it was awesome but it was so i remember how embarrassing like signing up for this boat cruise and kylie had to sign as my guardian i'm like this is awful (laughs) (laughs) i hope she listens to this i about she probably forgot that i I hope she does too because that's hilarious and um I'm, t- Kylie would be someone pretty sweet that I'd like to. Oh, Kylie like has on the podcast, so oh, maybe totally. I just need to put that into the universe. You should because we had we went to school for the the same program. We did different streams, and we have very different careers right now. Kylie manages one. Of, I don't want to say favorites, but it's one of the best dance studios in Toronto. It's like a drop-in center. They have thousands and thousands of dancers there a week. It's Kylie is doing big things in Toronto, and I, she's quiet about her life on social media and stuff, but Kylie is doing big things in the dance world. That is so awesome. And I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, anytime I hear about anybody uh, like that, we were, uh, that we kind of went to school with. I love hearing that people are doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also love hearing when people are pregnant. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> it's, it's a little gossip and it's kind of, I'm sure you feel the same when you were living away from Fort Erie when like it travels through the grapevine and you get that gossip from, all the way back home and you're yes. like oh my god incredible yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so sarah like when i remember first hearing the time ta- or like the news and like it was big news because you kylie mariah like all those girls you hung out with in high school were were like i don't want to say the popular girls because but you but you definitely were to some extent and when we and when i heard the news that you guys were going to school for dance and you guys meaning you and kylie i was like i was kind of floored and and really and because i think yes and because i think for me for the most part dance careers ended in grade 12 Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? but they have, they're so smart and they have these such amazing marks. Like I, I just, I thought, do you know what I mean? Oh, did you talk to my family? No. <laughs> no <laughs> that I sounds like a conversation I've heard before. Uh, no, but yeah, it, was... it feels a lot of people were kind of surprised that this is, I say a lot of people, meaning um, some family members, don't get me wrong. I have tons of support from my family and they're right. very, um, I can't thank them enough for the support in my career. But when I was initially ch- this and wasn't going to school for what was kind of quote unquote I have air quotes right now like expected of me based on how I performed academically that was definitely there was tension about that it was yeah. like okay well that's nice that you dance and like we've committed a lot of time to this but it's time to like grow up and do something real quote unquote right and that was my first opinion and then when I really stepped back and thought about it that's when it clicked like oh no 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 this is what they love doing and they're pushing and making a career out of it and that's when I was like okay this is super sick Thank you. Yeah, I I remember even like my first paid dance gig and I was like, oh my God, someone <laughs> is paying me. I was, listen to this. My first paid dance gig was, 
actually in a TSN commercial. I was hyped going into it. I was like, this is incredible. TSN, what a big name to put on my resume. This is going to be great. I'm expecting like all this intense stuff. I've been dancing since I was four years old, right? So I am prepared for anything. I go in. They had me jump up in the air and step out to the left and shake my hands. That's it. Like I'm verbatim (laughs) telling you the choreography. You could do it, Drew. You could do it better than me probably. I was on TV for 0.5 seconds. I never even saw this commercial aired. People back home saw it a bit. Like my sister-in-law would send me videos of it at the bar and stuff because it was for TSN's play of the year. And uh, you know what I got paid? You know what my pay was? No, no but I got I'm a crisp $50. I got a crisp $50 bill and a slice of pepperoni pizza from Pizza Pizza. Okay. That and all... I, was over, I was over the moon. I couldn't believe that someone wanted to give me money and a piece of pizza. To, to do that uh, now looking back i can't believe i accepted that job for that little money but that's well, you have to start somewhere and it's just it makes me and my friends laugh because we all the picture because it was a lot of our first paid dance gig and we're all standing there like idiots holding these crisp 50 dollar bills um okay that sort of segues right into my next question yeah go for it and it totally is um it's like obviously you're making a living dancing but mm-hmm. But is it something you're concerned about going forward? Like, like I would think, like, it would be tough to do in your 50s. Yeah, it's physically perform. So this is, I like to think of it, just like how York has a dance program that streams into different avenues, so can a dance career. It doesn't have to be just performing. You can right. make money doing so, so many other things. Right. So Good. physically, it is super, super unlikely that I would be able to dance the way I dance now into my fifties, like not Yeah, I wood, hope you do. <laughs> nothing's happened. Not good. I hope you can hear that. I literally not good. Yeah, but we, there's oh, yeah, so many other it. ways that that you can make a career in this. And I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. I love performing and people are like, oh what do you want to do? And like what's the big plan? Because even still now that I'm working professionally as a dancer, people are still like, okay, that's nice, but what are you actually going to do? Right. And I'm like, okay, well the current plan is keep doing what I'm doing until my body gives up and then, and then teach it (laughs) pretty much teach or go into dance sciences. I actually went back to school briefly. Um, I tried to do online school. Don't ever do that. Was it anyone listening to this? I don't care if one person listens to my interview or like more than one person, maybe two people do not kid yourself. Online school is the worst thing you could ever do. Okay, I'm so glad you said that. I also promise that, uh, like, more than two people will listen. But um, I, um, I know. Oh my god! Like, yeah, no shade to you guys. I know the podcast is doing well. I just don't know if people want to listen to me ramble. Yeah, that no, was no, that sounded so shitty. I'm sorry, no, guys. No, no, it's all good. Um, I'm tossing around with the idea of doing like an online school and getting a business mm-hmm. degree. So I'm really glad you said that. It's, and it's I'm also hard. half the student you were. And do you know how I knew this? Because when I opened up our how? Facebook messages. You had sent me some stuff, so we were probably working on a project at one point in high school, and you were like, hey, I think for whatever it was, we should like lean this way, and this is our opinion, and here's a little video <laughs> so you can watch it. And oh I was God. like, and then my answer was, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'm literally looking at this right now. Oh, my God. I was such a loser. I'm no. sending you resources on Facebook chat. That's not what you do when you're in high school, Sarah. Like, what? <laughs> I think this would be an effective argument is, oh, my God, someone fire me. No, it was awesome. <laughs> it, it was awesome. It made me smile. Um, 
Okay, I want to talk a little about about the physicality of dance, and we've kind of touched on yeah. it already. But like, how important is it for you to always sort of be in shape? Oh my god, it's so so important, and I am a bad advocate for it sometimes. Like, I love a lazy day in bed as much as anybody. And pizza. But and pizza, we just talked about it. I could have cried when they gave me that slice of pizza. But. <laughs> If like if we're not even talking about the nutrition side of it, just like the physical endurance and strength, you need it. And it's it's not even always about a an appearance thing. A lot of the time, yes, it is. But if you couldn't physically make it through a six hour rehearsal, they're not going to hire you for the next big uh, next gig because they're looking at you and they're like, "Hey, this girl's weak, or this girl's injured, right. or she's lazy." So you need to be able to give one hundred the whole time. Whether a dance ends up being three minutes long or 15 minutes long or a two-hour show, you cannot be tired. You need to have as much energy in the first minute as you do in the last minute. Um, so I don't have this question in the list, so you can shoot me and we can take this out. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of just sparked an idea in my head, and every once yeah. in a while this happens. How? It's okay. I want to word this properly. Do a lot of people in your industry struggle with body image? Yes. I would... I would say so i mean i can't speak for everyone but i can speak for the people i dance with and i work with right it's it's hard they're they're aggressive like i i should have pulled up some of the emails i have so i could read some of them to you like emails after auditions where it'll say oh like da 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 we'd like to offer you the job pending a costume fitting whoa seriously yeah recently actually most recently i was um so i've been dealing with injuries for the past couple years and i had a, a big audition this January I want to say it was and I was kind of feeling shaky about it I didn't know because another you always get in your head before an audition it's just it's like tryouts for anything you always get in your head and all the things right I'm like oh not quite good enough not quite pretty enough not quite smart enough not quite thin enough you go through the list and I'm in there and there was a big room of us and I made it to the final four and I was like holy shit I haven't had an audition this successful in so long and I felt great and I was so happy and I ended up getting picked to dance with this company. The company only has 10 dancers. It was, it was a pretty big deal. And I was ecstatic. Like I felt great. Cause you hear a lot of no's and you get used to hearing no's. So when you hear a yes, it's incredible. And after the audition, so they go through all of the details with us, what the company's like, pay rehearsals, costumes, all the information you need. Awesome. Going to sign our contracts at the first rehearsal. Awesome. They asked the other three girls to leave and wanted to speak with me. And I thought they were speaking to me because I used to dance for one of their competitors, oh. and which I'm like, okay, like, because in contracts, there is non-compete clauses. So you can only dance for certain comp. like, it's a Whoa, whole thing. Oh, this is crazy. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm like assuming in my mind that that's what it's about. And I stayed back and they closed the studio door and they pulled me aside and they're like, we just wanted to let you know that our costumes come in one size and you won't, <sighs> you won't fit in them. Are and you I serious? Was, so I'm standing there and you're standing there like a job interview because you have to be professional. It's all about reputation in this industry. And I'm standing there and I'm like nodding politely, smiling with all this fake makeup on my face in like a bodysuit and tights. And I'm like, yes, of course. And they're like, we need you to slim down. And they're like hovering their hands kind of over my body, you know, like Come this, this, on. Part, this part will fit, but this, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, okay. And I ask and like, and I've been injured, so I'm like, you know, like everyone has those times, right? Like, think about when you go on like a fitness kick, when you're going to the gym and you're eating clean, you feel like yeah, a million I'm doing bucks, it right now. and then, yeah, and then you fall off, and you're like, okay, whatever. It's kind of like one of those things, and I was like, okay, well, I've fallen off a little, but it's not like I gained 87 pounds or something, right? And um, and I asked them, and I was like, okay, is there is there a number you have in mind that you need me to hit? Is there like a weight number? No. 
Is there a size of clothing you need me to fit in? No. Is there measurements you need me to fit into? No. And I was like, it kind of left me in this weird limbo. So I never knew when I was thin enough for them. And that was a really hard thing for me because I'd have weekly rehearsals with them. And every week I'd be going in and I knew they weren't just watching me dance. They were watching me because I was the biggest girl in the studio. And I, and I significantly was, I, I know I'm not big. I, I would consider myself a bigger quote unquote dancer, but I, I don't think I'm so big that I wouldn't fit into a costume. That's never really been an issue problem, nor should it be a costume. Why are we not making our costumes to fit our dancers? Why are we picking our dancers to fit into a costume? Right. That sounds way more ridiculous. It was, and I'm standing there smiling and I'm like, yes, of course. And I danced with them for a few months and the level of anxiety I had going into every single rehearsal for them ended up uh, having me resign because I I, I didn't feel like myself. I was stressed the whole time. I'd be going to these rehearsals. I'm like, well, here, I'm just going to stand there and they're not giving me work because I'm not thin enough. And it was blatant. The other girls were getting gigs and I wasn't. And I knew it was because I wasn't fitting in costumes. And I wish I would have said that day when they asked me or when they told me at the audition, I wish I would have just politely declined because it was not worth the stress. And I understand that having a healthy body and a strong body is part of the industry, but my body is both of those things. I know it is. And you telling me it won't fit in a costume shouldn't have been something I accepted. So, I mean, it's a learning curve, right? Body positivity is a hard thing. And I'm, I love my body and I'm proud of my body. But of course, as soon as that hit me, I was like, I, and this sounds, this is the most twisted part of it is I was flattered at first. Now, let me explain this because that probably makes no sense. I was flattered that they didn't just cut me because of my weight. I'm like, they liked me so much that they want to keep me around until I lose the weight. I'm like, what? That's so nice. And then after, holy shit. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, and I'm like, Sarah, oh my God. Like, and I consider myself a level headed person. So it's no wonder that people fall into like a little dark spiral with this kind of stuff because I, was happier that I got picked and they wanted me to lose weight than if I would have got cut in the beginning of the audition. How fucked up is that? Dude, it's also crazy. Yeah. Like I'm uh, like, you've listened to these interviews. Like I spoke to Maya and Maya's mm-hmm. interview was really heavy about um, like women and everything and like getting engaged, having a younger sister who I'm really close with. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning all these different things that I was probably like ignorant to or oblivious to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, to me, you see in, in high school, the way you carried yourself was very passionate, very, um, very confident that was that was one thing i would definitely use to describe you and also like headstrong like i feel like when you took on a task you did it and and yeah and i obviously mean that as a compliment because i remember like when you took on a task like that message you sent me is a great example (laughs) me micromanaging whatever group project we had (laughs) that's the thing right you were so focused on what you wanted and you did everything in your power to do it so that's crazy to me that like even even though that's how I look at you that those opinions and views kind of change and sway that's insane. It's it it really is and it made me sad too. I was like how did I let go of those things I believe in that I just let some stranger that I met maybe an hour ago, two hours ago at the beginning of this audition, tell me that. And then for months afterwards, I was like, I'm counting things. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting frustrated because I'm not seeing results, da, 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 da. And it's happened more than once to me in audition processes. And it's so much easier to say no to something like that when it's in an email 
when they say, okay, it's pending costume fitting. It's so much easier to be brave behind a screen, right? Where I'm like, yeah. thank you so much for the opportunity, but unfortunately I'm going in another direction. Whatever kind of resignation, right? Someone asked me in person, hey, we need you to lose weight. We can't tell you how much. We can't tell you what we need you to look like. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm on it. Like I couldn't yeah. believe that that's how I responded. And it gets, it gets you into trouble with yourself. Like, But it, I'm so I'm, glad you spoke up. I'm so glad you. you did something about I, it. I, but here, here's the thing. I, I look back at it and I'm like, there's so many ways I wish I would have done it differently. But I guess it's maybe someone will listen to this and be reminded yes. about themselves. And I know it's different in everyone's work field. But if you're in a performing arts industry, you don't have to fall into that trap. Like I have, and it, it became, it started to become a problem for me. And I did, I did get help. I'm not, pre- I'm not um, ashamed to say that. Like I saw. Th- I had some therapy work because I was having so much trouble with eating because it became such a high stress thing. And I, I never would have imagined if I asked like 16 or 17 year old self, like, Oh Sarah, like, do you think this will be a problem? I'd be like, hell no, I love eating. And I still do. I love eating. (laughs) I, I eat the things I love. And it's, it's nice to learn to say no, because I think in an industry where there isn't always a lot of work, you don't want to turn down work. Right. So when someone says something and you're not super comfortable with it, like, oh, would you be okay dancing in this costume? And it's not something you want to be wearing and you just say yes because you want the paycheck and you want the check on your resume. It, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but no, 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 I think not. it's Seriously. important to like start standing up for what you do. And it can be in any line of work. It could be like if you're just not being respected in any aspect, like learning to say no is such a powerful thing. Saying yes all the time does not make you a better person than someone else. But I think learning to say no to things makes you a more powerful person. And it makes your yeses more powerful. I 100% agree. And I'm so happy that you think about things that way and that you've overcome it. Um, that makes me like super happy. So I'm oh. glad you're doing that. Thank you. Um, you mentioned injuries hindered you. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like is... Are you, is it something you're always conscious about? Like, are you always worried you're going to get injured and then it's going to either like end your um, performance dancing career? Um, I, Did I, I say that say, right? Did I get yeah, it? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that works. That works for me. Um, I'd say to an extent. Yeah. Like I'm not so hyper conscious of it that I'm scared to do things, but right. once you start hurting yourself a few times, you get nervous. But I remember the first so my big injuries that I've been dealing with have all been concussions. And any of my friends who know me are Whoa. probably so sick of me talking about concussions. But my like my nickname with a lot of my friends is the concussion queen. They just call me the concussion <laughs> queen because I even the smallest bump on my head now will give me a concussion because I've had so many at this point. From what? And I, from dance and just really? different things. Yeah. I am. Um, well, the first one ran the first like reported one. I'm sure I'd had someone I was younger now that I look back. But my first actual serious one was randomly when I was working in retail, like as a job during university, I hit my head on a folding table. Like it was a complete fluke accident, but I got a severe concussion from that. And, um, it, it's like changed things since then. And I remember when it happened, one of my, um, not as supportive family members was actually, actually said exactly what we asked you about. And she was like, okay, well now this will end your dance. She's like, well, this is great that this happened so early. Cause now you can have a real career. Because that was like the fear. A lot of my family thought that that was going to kind of end my dance career because I was really hurt. It was not good. And um, 
but yeah, so now I'm just really conscious of that because I'm worried about my head more than anything. Knockwood, the rest of my body has been pretty great. I'm lucky that I haven't really broken much other than like a couple toes or anything like that. But like it's the head injuries that scare me. So I get nervous when I see people doing like big lifts or like sketchy acro tricks. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anyone to hurt their brain. Like everyone listening, protect your head. Dear God, protect it. Yeah, it's. And I think we've talked about this. I've I, we've done a, a few episodes now, so it's, I, I kind of forget talking about things. But I, it's something I'm concerned about in my life, like playing football mm-hmm. and playing. At, like I didn't, you know, I played competitively, but like I, yeah. I'm concerned about CTE and those concussion things going forward because I'm I'm positive I had concussions all the time and they went mm-hmm. di- undiagnosed. Yeah, and that's the thing. I definitely once I started having that. Diagnosed concussions, I thought about it and I'm like, oh my God, like I definitely had one when I played baseball like, growing up. Like just checking through my mind. There's so many things. But the biggest thing is just to rest. Like if you have a concussion, don't be a hero. That's what I tried to do the first time I had one and it made things so much worse. Like I'm not a doctor, don't take this medical advice, anyone right. listening, but just like <laughs> just rest. Like listen to your body. Um okay, let's go maybe I want to talk about the audition process. Oh, okay. How how insane and cutthroat is it really? Like, I've never really done one. Like, I, when you, like, with the sports I played, they would come mm-hmm. and watch you play the sport. And if you were good enough, you were invited to do something. Oh, I like, wish I, was like I never that. had to, like, actually go into a room with, like, people behind a table and do what I do. Yeah, you get... It's, it's something that gets better with practice, like your level of comfort with it and how you physically perform in an audition. I think it's better with practice, but no two auditions are ever the same. But if we look at like a very um, like skeleton version of it, typically you need to go in with your um, your headshot and resume. It's not like a regular resume, like what you'd put if I was applying for, let's say, like a reception job. It wouldn't be something like that. Like it's a dance specific resume. So you have like your stats at the top, your contact information. Um Typically, you'd put, like, your height, your eye color, your hair color. People put weight sometimes. I don't put weight because I don't think it's relative to my ability. Agreed. So I leave that out. And then, like, your contact information, of course, like, your address. And then you'd put things like um, your training, where you've trained, um, performance, um, past performances, kind of like your credits if you've been in televised things. And then you can put, like, special skills at the bottom, like, say I could – do a backflip like I don't know <laughs> okay. you put right. something if you could do something cool and then you have a headshot on the other side of it so it's a big big picture of your face that's highly edited oh, that you really, get eh? yeah when you the first one I ever had done was so edited it didn't even look like myself they airbrushed me so much I looked like a doll it was it's crazy <laughs> but uh, you want it to look like yourself if any like aspiring dancer is listening make sure it actually looks like you um but yeah so you would go to an audition sometimes you have to pre-register um, this is all as like a freelance artist, I should say first. So this wouldn't be through an agent because you can work okay. f- with an agent or without an agent. I personally hey, that don't was have my next question. Okay. I don't have an agent. I work, I guess you'd say freelance. Okay, I was so saying how... freelance and then I'm like, that doesn't. No, freelance makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, you just wouldn't really say that much in the dance world. Like I wouldn't be like, I'm a freelance dancer. I don't think. I've never... Yeah, I guess I would just say I'm not represented. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, because if I was represented, like, let's say, like, you were my agent, I'd be like, oh, like, my name's Sarah Johnson. I'm represented by, like, Goche Talent. 
but I'm not like I'm not represented by anybody. That has a nice ring to it. Maybe I <laughs> it does. To, maybe I need to start up a talent agency. I'll give you a small cut. <laughs> All right. Um, well, like, okay, that was a question too. If a people, if a person does have an agent, how much of like what they make does an agent get off that? There's industry standards, and I really can't speak to the numbers because, like I said, I don't. Yeah. have an agent yep. but i it's nothing insane like it's not like you'd get 25 percent and they get 75 no. i want to say it's probably sub 20 percent that they would take okay it's i yeah i i wish i knew like real numbers i probably should have asked my represented friends before this interview so i could give you a real answer but if yeah it's always going to be an agent's there to get you work and to make you money so right they're well, not that- taking giant cuts they're not trying to make you pay fees and if they are you're probably getting like swindled so (laughs) um okay so that's 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 good to talk about do you think if you were a dancer with an agent you'd have an easier opportunity to find work or do you think it's better that you represent yourself Hmm. like so I'll I'll put it to you this way sometimes people in the music world Mm -hmm. are staying independent but it's Mm -hmm. tougher for them to get the push because there's not a massive company behind them to put their things out there got it I think honestly in Toronto I don't find it too problematic that I don't have an agent if I was living and working in the states as a dancer I would definitely want an agent just because it's a different world there and getting jobs in the audition process is so different there. It's more agent based. And if you have a really good talent agency you're with you're it's, it's so much better. But in Toronto, there are talent agencies and I have friends who have great success through their agents and with their talent agencies. But right now I don't feel like something I need to do. I don't know as much as I probably should about having an agent, which I really shouldn't be admitting, but I'm (laughs) like, but I'm, I'm doing okay representing myself. And it's nice because I'm kind of, I'm in control of what I'm doing. Okay. So one thing I've learned about this podcast is that it's awkward as fuck to try to promote yourself. Like I get oh my stopped, God, yeah. right? I get stopped and people are like, Hey, I heard you here. I heard you have a podcast and you get that awkward question and they'll be like, well, is it any good? And it's oh, like, well, that's well fuck, my I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, like, <laughs> here, da- like down, download a few episodes and you let me know. Yeah, give them a five star rating on iTunes and download. Yeah. <laughs> leave a comment and a review. Um, <laughs> no, oh my god, it's so awkward. It can be so awkward, but you have to, you have to get over the awkwardness. I remember growing up, like I would cringe. Like after our recitals, you could get a recital DVD so that we could watch all yeah, the dances. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I remember like cringing we'd always watch our recitals like religiously I think it's like a peacock thing everyone watches them (laughs) but I would cringe like you wouldn't want to watch your solo or you wouldn't want to watch your duet and trio because like you don't want to look at yourself but now like I'm like I need to look at it and decide what's good and what isn't good what I'm going to send to someone in a demo reel what this that and you need to like not be embarrassed and even when you're doing teaching gigs they'll ask you like we need you to send us photos and promo material of you so that we can post it so you you need to not be like oh I'm too embarrassed to like take photos of myself no you have to have that all prepared so that when someone gives you it you can just say yes here it is okay well, or Sarah, when someone asks for it Sarah I'm gonna need some promo material to push you on our Instagram so can you send me some photos <laughs> and stuff I knew that was coming. I'm like, five bucks said that's his way to segue because I know you didn't take those pictures of Sam in the ocean. <laughs> also, shout out to Sam. That was an incredible interview. Sam and I played baseball together growing up. Oh, did you? And yeah, she's we an played... amazing woman. Like, all, oh my God. all around. She's an incredible pitcher. Yeah. If you were ever up at bat against her. Oh, mm. really? Oh, yeah. She was good. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, 
you mentioned Helen Peacock. Yes. Let's talk about Peacock School of Dance because I'm pretty sure it's their recital weekend. It is. It's recital weekend. It's the last day of recital right now. It's actually recital should be wrapping up in about 10 minutes. My oh, time. Really? Um, so yeah, my mom, my mom's actually at the recital as we speak. She? she sent me, she sent me a selfie at, um, intermission. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> She's a nugget. She hasn't, I don't think my mom's missed a recital since like her and her sister were dancing at Peacock. Really? Like, no, actually that's a lie. My mom lives in Alberta for a while, but my grandma, my grandma has been to so many recitals at Peacock school of dance. Like she oh. is an OG. <laughs> okay. So what about Helen Peacock and Peacock School of Dance sparked this passion in you? Because I'm sure that's where it started, right? Oh, that's 100% where it started. And I'm, I'm really happy that that's the studio I got to grow up at. Because being in, in the city, you realize that studios aren't all like that. And if you were lucky enough to be a student at Peacock at any point in your life, I hope you know what I'm talking about. But it's it's different. And for me, it was really exciting for me because it kind of has a family aspect. I My mom danced at Peacock School of Dance and was taught by Helen, um, my, or sorry, Miss Helen. Uh, my aunt was taught by Miss Helen. My grandma was good friends with Miss Helen. My aunts on the other side of my family danced for her. And it's so it's kind of like a generational thing for me, um, dancing at that specific studio. But just the women who teach there, I could go on for days about them and I could probably start crying. Like there are a few things in the world. Like I am passionate about dance, but I am hella passionate about Peacock School of Dance. It's it's one of a kind. I don't even know what to say. You might have to prompt me with some questions. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> um, were you ever lucky enough to get taught by Miss Helen? I was. Wow, um, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I was. And she she's a really incredible woman. She was a really incredible woman. And um, yeah, she started teaching me when, oh, I'm trying to think of how old I would have been when she started teaching me, probably 10 when I started working with her. And I, I would say I, I was very lucky to have been able to take lessons from her, but I was even luckier to be her assistant. So Miss Helen oh. taught, yeah, Miss Helen taught right up until she passed away like just a couple months before she passed away yeah so miss helen was was the epitome of a lady if you picture like the classiest woman you can imagine that is her and she so you didn't know how old she was a lady didn't tell how old she was you, you have no idea how old she is but she was she was an older lady teaching dance and she was teaching until she physically couldn't. And she had me come on as her assistant. And that's when I started teaching dance was because she asked me to start assisting her and I assisted her. And then um, that's when she fell ill and passed away shortly after that. But um, I, being her assistant was, I couldn't have asked for anything better. That's one of the most, I don't care what kind of accolades I get as a dancer. I feel like that's one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, and and I can tell that the sincerity in how you say that because I mean you're almost choking up. I am. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's yeah. incredible that you had that experience. Um, yeah, absolutely. You're yeah, you're getting me choked up. I'm not even. I yeah, even I'm know. sorry. Um, she, yeah, there's there's no one like her. She's incredible. Well, and that, she was she was teaching the studio. Oh, I couldn't tell you how old it is now, but when I was still dancing at Peacock, there was a 60th anniversary recital. Whoa. So she, so Miss Helen was still at the studio 60 years. Like whoa. she taught for 60 years. That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, and what a good note to kind of end on. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of all I have. But Sarah, this went so well. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm so happy that you said yes. I'm so happy we did it that I would like to ask if maybe we could do it again. 
Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I feel like I rambled so much, so I'm sorry to anyone no, listening no, no, if I just no, you rambled it. on. Seriously, um, thank you. No, and- Drew, I would love to. Honestly, I would love to do this again. Drew asked me to do this a couple of days ago, and I'm currently in the middle of nowhere for work, <laughs> and I have absolutely nothing to do here. So obviously, I wanted to do this, but also I am bored out of my mind. So I'm so <laughs> glad I've had something, to, something to do. I'm in Winnipeg. Who goes to Winnipeg? <laughs> um. I I would love maybe the next time you're in the big city of Toronto, mm-hmm. um, I can come and I would love to maybe do like maybe Kylie, you and Kylie together. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be super rad. And I have, I think this interview sparked a lot more thought in me about more of the body positive thing. And mm-hmm. I would love to ask the two of you like way more questions on that. I would love that. And I mean, rad. I'm going to speak for Kylie. She probably would too. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Um. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Thank you um, for having me. I, this is so much fun. I absolutely loved it, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to see you soon. Yes. All Take right. care.